With a new child, you have more costs involved, not to mention taking time off to work, be there for that child. But what if you could take advantage of government and work programs? How does the Family Medical Leave Act work? How does one pay for childcare using FSA? I'm Trisha Zulik with Efficient Edge, here to help you understand your working government benefits, and this is Parent Savers, Episode 37. Faster than a speeding toddler. Sit still for just a minute. Can soothe boo-boos with a gentle kiss. Did you get down from there? Able to clean poopy bottoms in a single swipe. Oh, what did you eat? Turning frazzled mommies and daddies into procreators of peace and harmony. Ah, quit touching me. It's Parent Savers, empowering new parents everywhere. Welcome to Parent Savers, broadcasting from the Birth Education Center of San Diego. I'm your host, Casey Wilt. Parent Savers is all about helping new parents from the baby years through the toddler years. And we are so lucky to have amazing experts on our show. So shoot us an email or call our hotline and we will get your questions answered. We also have a free app, a free newsletter. You can like us on Facebook, send us an email, or call our hotline. There are so many ways to be a part of our show. Also, did you miss an episode that's been archived? Or do you want to keep talking? to the expert once the show stops. We have a Parent Savers Club where you can download the archived episodes and get exclusive content and so much more. So I'm a new parent. My son, Carson, is two, and I'm joined here by one new parent and one expecting parent. I am Sunny Galt. I am the host and producer of our sister show, Preggy Pals. I have two little boys. Um, One is seven months and one is about two and a half. And I'm Stephanie Saufeld. I'm 29. I'm a gemologist, and I am pregnant with my first child, a baby girl. Before we begin today's show, here's Detective Damian Jackson with some great tips on protecting your children. Hey, Parent Savers. This is Detective Damian Jackson with the Escondido Police Department's Family Protection Unit and the Internet Crimes Against Children Task Force here in San Diego, California. As part of the Escondido Police Department's ongoing series of community outreach education to help families enhance their personal safety, I'm here today to talk to you about having a second dummy email address. So you're walking down the street and a stranger comes up to you and says, hey, how's it going? Can I have your phone number? Would you give it out? Of course not. That's closely guarded information reserved only for those you want to have it. But oddly enough, so many people give out their personal email address all over the place and to complete strangers they might not ever intend to do business with. Most of you have probably had the same phone number for many years and the same email address for just as long, if not longer. Though it's not realistic to walk around with four different cell phones with different numbers, it's very easy and beneficial to have a few email addresses that you can use for different purposes. Those are what I call dummy emails. When a business or service requires an email contact information from you, it's always handy to have an extra email set up where you can selectively choose where these sources can email you at, so as not to clutter up your main email that you use for all of your personal and important affairs, or staying connected with family and close friends. You can also have your dummy email address forwarded to your main email address so that you're still able to review it at any time, but not have to worry about those outside sources having a direct line to your main inbox. Google is perhaps the best and most streamlined email provider out there. Best of all, it's all free and very simple to set up, allowing you to manage all of your email accounts under one roof and have them all connected with your main email account, but without having to disclose your guarded information out to the rest of the world. It's just another simple measure that you can take to add that extra layer of safety and privacy to you and your family's personal affairs. For more information on how you can keep your family safe, Visit us on Facebook or Twitter at forward slash Escondido Police. 
With the Escondido Police Department and the San Diego Internet Crimes Against Children Task Force, I am Detective Damian Jackson reminding you and your family to be smart and be safe. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today on Parent Savers, we have Trisha Zulik from Efficient Edge here with us to talk about and explain how to get the most out of our work benefits. So are there ways to utilize your benefits when you're pregnant? Oh, there's so many different ways to utilize them. I think the biggest thing is understanding that they're out there for you. Many people don't understand how many different benefits there's available. I mean, you have FMLA, CFRA, paid family leave, paid disability leave. I mean, it's alphabet soup of (laughs) available (laughs) benefits to you, but many people don't understand them. And worse, the employers sometimes don't understand that those benefits are there to explain to the employee. And that that makes it really difficult on everyone. So let's say I'm pregnant. How do I go about getting... those acronyms. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, you should first, if your company has a human resource department, you should visit them first. Okay. If they don't have a human resource department, you'd see the office manager. If not, good old Google can help you out a lot. But you want to go to the Department of Labor.gov.ca website to kind of go down through and take a look at what's available for you. But you can always... Um, call me or call Parent Savers. I'm sure that could be looked up in many different ways. I can provide some links for you and your listeners. That'd be great. So that they can have some tools at their fingertips that are trusted tools. And that's the thing. It gets very confusing. And once you start reading, you believe you think you know, but then again, it may not fit Mm -hmm. that situation. So it gets very difficult sometimes. So certain situations would work for some like disability, you know, if I have a healthy pregnancy, I may not qualify for disability. That's correct. Or, um, but what it qualifies as disability, backaches or, um, you know, that's dependent on your doctor. Your doctor usually takes the reins as far as what's considered as a disability. Okay. Uh, usually with healthcare, if you tell them something hurts, they take your word for it because there's really no other way to prove back pain and whatnot. Okay. Some of these things are expected. Yeah, my doctor had absolutely no problem taking me off of work. Um, I have been suffering from pregnancy-induced carpal tunnel. Mm. And um, I had mentioned it during a couple appointments, and she's like, well, let me just write you a note. Let me just write you a note. And I was like, nah, I fought it because I I wasn't aware of the exact benefits and how much I would get paid, and I was just worried about, you know, not getting paid. And I still have, you know, a little bit of time. Um, before the baby comes, and I didn't know if that would affect my future benefits. So, And does it? I mean, how does that work? Yeah, it, it does. I mean, uh, FMLA and CFRA, which is the California Family Rights Act, which go hand-in-hand hand with FMLA but could run separately. Mm-hmm. That was a handful, so mm-hmm. I'll go back and explain. <laughs> um, it can because you get only so many weeks of protected leave. Right. And when I say protected leave, it's protecting your job. So that you can come back. But your doctor definitely wants to keep you healthy. But luckily for me, I'm due in January. So, uh, and it's, yeah. So, like, I get it this year, and then it starts over again in January. So, I kind of fell into, like, a really good category. And you, con- <laughs> and you confirm that with your employer, right? Yes. Okay, yeah. excellent. Because that's another confusing thing. It talks about working 1,250 hours for the year, but some employers don't use calendar year. They use a rolling year. Mm-hmm. So it just depends on when it falls yeah. and how it's done and how they've handled it in the past. But you always want to ask those questions. Yeah. And when they answer them, 
find a polite way to say, can I get that in writing? Right. You want to protect yourselves <laughs> because, again, I say a lot of professionals and companies don't understand the rules and regulations and can misspeak and or guarantee something that you're expecting. You're going home to have a happy, healthy baby. Mm. You come back to, oh, my God, what just happened? Mm. So you want to make sure you have your rights written down and yeah. documented. Yeah. So how does FMLA work? Is that That's pretty much the main one we're going to be talking about with parents. How mm-hmm. does it work for moms, and is it a separate for dads? Well, it works for moms and dads or any family member that would be considered a caretaker for, for mom. Um, it's about bonding also. So uh, it, the requirements are an employer has to have uh, more than 50 employees. You must have worked 1,250 hours in the previous 12 months to even qualify and apply. But if I may say, it's not just FMLA. There's a, there's a California version of FMLA that's out there that can run concurrently at the same time or separately. And this is the catch that many employers don't understand because if they don't put concurrently on your paperwork – you not only can get 12 weeks from FMLA, you can get 12 weeks from CFRA. You I can get six got, weeks from PFL. I mean, literally, you get the 12 weeks, you get the six weeks, you're at 18 weeks, plus another 12 weeks, we're at 40 weeks. And if you cross the year, you get another 12 weeks, and then you can get another 12 weeks. So it really is I, a numbers game. Yes, I know. I Thank to, you. I need to email you later for my next pregnancy. <laughs> You know, it's really, especially as a new mom or family, and you're planning, you really want to plan how you do your pregnancy and how the leave takes place because many, I think it's over 77% of families don't take the full leave because they just can't afford it. But if you really plan it out and get it kind of fine-tuned so it crosses that year, you actually can take a maximum amount of leave to bond with your child, be there for those milestone moments and still have your job protected. Well, and I even tell some, I have a friend of mine who's like, he can't take any time off and everything else. I said, well, apply for it because sometime in that first year, you're going to have a baby that's sick that you're going to stay home with that Mm -hmm. you're not, you want to take that day off. Or, and if it's a Friday or a Monday with uh, the PFL or the FMLA, Mm -hmm. you get paid for the weekend. So it's not necessarily Monday through Friday only. So my husband would take Friday off, but he would get paid Friday Saturday, Sunday. Well, that decrease in payment on Friday made up for the payment on Saturday, Sunday. So he didn't get a huge loss in the check by just that missing that one day of work. Right. And to clarify, that's PFL because okay. Family Medical Leave Act, FMLA, does not pay okay. by the employer or the state. It, it actually allows you to take a specific amount of time, which is 12 weeks, okay. and have your job protected when you return. So, I mean, there's a, that's the misunderstanding sometimes is people expect, well, where's the money coming from? The money's actually coming from state disability. And in California, that's 55%. And many people have difficulties living on 100% of their pay. So they go, oh my gosh, goodness, what do I do on yeah. 55%? And this is where you need to really maximize your benefits during open enrollment and understand what you're getting yourself into. Because if you are planning a pregnancy, I'm sure most employers offer either a short-term or long-term disability plan that's a buy-up. Something as simple as $10 a month, and people say, oh, no. They think about money today versus money tomorrow. Mm. And those are the things people need to take advantage of. And I, get, I think a good example is I, I helped a, a friend of mine who was having a child. She says, okay, I want to plan for this. Mm-hmm. We're going to try to get pregnant in the next six months. What do I need to do? And we sat down. We calendared it out. It took us less than 45 minutes, but we had the whole thing planned. <laughs> we had her benefits purchased, so she got to 95% of her current pay. And she was stoked, and it worked. And how much time did she get to take off to do her She job? took a total of 40 weeks. Wow. wow. She took almost the entire year. That's and awesome. she got paid? Yes. 
That's amazing. Yeah. Wow. I um I would make sure I mention your email and website. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um so I know that PFL is in the um in, in California. Are there mm-hmm. things that's not in California? How do someone find out about their PFL? That's well, not I there. paid family leave uh specifically I think California was the catalyst for it, but I uh there's uh New York, New Jersey, Rhode Island, Hawaii that have similar benefits. But if you think about that small handful of all the states that we have, that's really sad. That says mm. something about our culture and something we may need to work on. Uh, United States outside of Australia is the only one that doesn't give uh, a mother almost a full year off with pay. And, you know, as HR, I kind of go both sides with that because I think you should have as much time as you want. It should be paid. But where's that money going to come from? You know, how does it impact everyone else? So it's something that our country really needs to figure out. Well, and you even said Australia. I was talking to my girlfriend about this episode just yesterday. And she's Australian. And she was saying you may not get paid, but you most people, Australians, will take a full year mm-hmm. off and their job's um, still there. It's protected. Not protected. Mm-hmm. And I was just amazed at that, just that there's opportunities. And yet everyone has to go back to work after what, like three months if they're lucky? Right, right, right. So. And, you know, and... Many are very reluctant to do that. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you see the baby, you see them growing, you see all these different things. You just want to be there, but you also have your responsibilities to rest of your home, mm-hmm. your spouse, and your other children, you know, and not to include Fido. I mean, poor Fido, <laughs> got to take care of too, so. So are there timelines to set this up? I mean, do you have to set it up with your HR yeah, before I, I, you get pregnant? I mean. Well, I wouldn't recommend <laughs> that. Al- although, you know, HR people, I mean. Me and myself included my peers, we really do human resources for the care and giving of others. Uh-huh. And sometimes you get wrapped up in the politics of the organization and what drives some of the decisions. So I'm not one to say, yeah, no, forewarning is probably not a good idea. <laughs> but once you're pregnant, you become protected under ADA. And you go have that conversation, not only to just talk about what their benefits are available to you and the time off you can take, but also to talk about, you know, the planning and also get yourself protected as soon as you tell them that you're expecting you're protected under ADA. So as far as setup, uh, FMLA requires a 30 days notice. And that doesn't mean in your eighth month, you tell them, okay, I'm leaving. You, you need to have that conversation in your first trimester once you know many people are very reluctant Mm -hmm. to say anything because they're afraid they're going to get fired but again as soon as you make the announcement you're protected and and i will tell you many employers and hr people may not know this and you might run into a situation where they strange things start happening at work that's when you reach out to you can reach out to me or consultant or reach out to parent savers and say you know what can I do you know I told them I was pregnant and things started happening at work I feel like I'm going to get fired I feel like I'm being targeted you know reach out to a professional and find out you know because they just may not know or understand what needs to happen well and then if you don't tell them and you start to show they're going to be like oh I think she's pregnant let's fire her before before we know about it so therefore it's not I don't know if that stuff happens but I could see it no, you know, it really doesn't. Okay. You know, I've, I've <laughs> actually <laughs> sat and talked to my peers and it, it, human resource profession itself is predominantly women and mm-hmm. predominantly mothers. So yeah, we understand and been there and done that, you know, and may do it again sometime in the future. So there's a lot of understanding. But again, there's a lot of pressures that come in with a job and you have to be a very strong individual to fight the pot- political pressures that might come about in the workplace. So does it happen? Most likely. Does it happen often? Mm-hmm. Probably not. Well, thanks so much. When we come back, we'll talk about the FSA and how it can help you pay for child care. We'll be right back.
Today on Parent Savers, we have Trisha Zulik from Efficient Edge, and she's here explaining what our benefits are. In this haze of conversation, some of the acronyms we've understood, and Sunny just mentioned it's alphabet soup as well. Um, <laughs> so let's backtrack just a little bit, Trisha. How does one go about finding these benefits? I think that's a great question because that's the first thing that comes up. When you were hired at your employer, you got that infamous employee handbook that went into the cabinet that you never looked at again. It's time to dust it off and pull it out and start looking at it. There's a place in there regarding leaves and how the company handles their leaves because some some leaves are voluntary and your company may go above and beyond what the law allows, Hmm. which is a great thing. Or they just may do the minimum, but at least there you begin to find out in writing, documented what your rights Okay. Family medical leave, FMLA, is across the nation, any place you are. And you want to start there. Okay. You start at the big government, then you go down to state government, then you go down to local municipality. But the first place to start is your employee handbook. Okay, great. Thank you so much. Also, to continue the discussion earlier, I wanted to ask you, can everyone benefit from this state employees or federal employees? Absolutely. Teachers. I, I mean, I have a friend of mine. She's actually the Australian I just mentioned who was talking about this, she works for um, a university college. Mm-hmm. And she was she couldn't apply for one of them. Her and her husband both are there. And it's like he can't get PFL. Right. But, so that is that how it works? That they can get FMLA, family medical leave, mm-hmm. but maybe the PFL doesn't work. Right, because the PFL is uh, connected to state disability insurance. And if the organization is opted out, like the police officers, many times they opt out of state disability and or Social Security. If they're opted out, that means that that, municipality or educational institution has a voluntary program. So they have something in place that should mirror that. Mm. And that's probably why they couldn't apply for uh, PFL because they're not paying into the system. They can't take out if they didn't Okay, so it, a, a good thing to tell her would be check what her work has. Absolutely. In other words, dust off that employee handbook. <laughs> yeah. Take a look under leaves. Great. And it's probably there. And I will tell you, many employers do not volunteer their information. It's not because they don't want you to know about it. Is they don't, don't remember it's it. there. Yeah. It's a good point. Kind of sad. Yeah. My husband and I also work for the same company. So is there something about the FMLA having to be split up? Is it only, is it 12 weeks per person or is it then 12? Would we have to like split those 12 weeks because I thought I heard some I don't even remember if it was my HR person that said that or if I just read that somewhere. Right. Good old Google getting us in trouble again, right? <laughs> yeah. No. Um, if if you're both employees getting separate checks, you're both entitled to that leave and it's 12 weeks. Okay. And yes, you can take it at the same time. Don't let anybody tell okay. you you cannot. Okay. Because he's bonding and you're actually having the child. Well, we also get the PFL also. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, we, mm-hmm. we have our company's pretty good. Awesome. Awesome. (laughs) You know, you're you're fortunate. And again, many companies don't do it on purpose. They just don't know. So how let's talk about the little bit about the FSA. How can you and your child benefit from the FSA or the HSA? I've heard these rumors out there that you can pay for daycare with it. What the FSA is flexible spending account (laughs) and HSA is health care savings account health savings health savings account Mm -hmm. and they're both with pre-tax dollars right we use our fsa which i have found i have a lot of people say oh it's too much paperwork oh it's too much whatever oh it's gonna end at the end of the year and you're gonna lose all that money well we've never lost any of that money paying with copays we've never lost any of that money paying for any of that stuff and um once you have a child you can change it where, That's correct. During open enrollment. Yeah. So it, you're not locked in. And that was something we didn't know, but we we use it and I want to know how to pay for daycare with it. Absolutely. So FSA, flexible spending account, adding again to the alphabet soup. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, really. Flexible spending account lets you set aside dollars 
pre-tax to pay for either health care or daycare, but they're two different plans, and not all employers offer both plans. Mm. So FSA healthcare allows you to use pre-tax dollars to pay for health bills, co-pays, things like that. And let's just say you uh, opted for $2,500 at the beginning of the year on January 1. Mm -hmm. On January 2, that entire Mm $2,500 is available to you. Even though it hasn't been taken out of your paycheck. Even though it has not been taken out of your paycheck, which is awesome. Um, But the FSA daycare cannot be utilized in the same way. If you opted for $2,500, but say your first check falls on January 5th and the first $100 goes in, let's just say. This is the HSA? This is the flexible spending count for daycare. Okay, got it. If you get paid on the 5th and $100 came out, that's what's available to you. So it is as earned versus available from the point of... um, Taking it up. So many people don't understand that, but still there's an advantage. I mean, if you think about the 2% adjusted gross income AGI that's needed on your tax to kind of write this off, most people don't hit those numbers. So this still saves you money up front by having the daycare dollars come out in advance. And it's very easy. You just simple multiplication. If it's 12 months worth of daycare and the daycare is $100 a month, you get $1,200 a year. You won't lose anything that way. But it still comes out pre-tax, which is saving you money on the front end. Oh, we noticed a big difference. So my husband decided before we had our child, we were going to tr- attempt to do this. And he put it aside just a little bit per check, paycheck. Maybe it was 50 bucks per cha- paycheck. But ironically, no, it had been probably maybe 100 bucks per paycheck. But then ironically, when he, we got the end of the month and we got his pay, it was the same amount minus like $3. Mm-hmm. Because of the pre-tax, he was taxed on a lower rate or whatever and so we lost no money and we had this credit card which was an fsa that was only for health care but we had all this money in there we had an extra hundred bucks it was like free money to us we were we were hollering and we've been like everybody needs to do an fsa so um that's pretty interesting is this the same thing with the hsa or is that totally hsa is slightly different many employers have not um started participating in HSA just because of the huge educational curve that's around it. Okay. It does work the same way and there's some matching dollars, but it is much more difficult to manage just because there's so much more education that's needed around it. FSA though, everyone should participate in that. Everyone should. Because if you maximize it, you're definitely saving money. Definitely oh, yeah. saving money. Um, what are some other like hidden benefits that new parents can t- take advantage of? Well, I tell you, some of the hidden benefits is just when you go through open enrollment and you're going through and you're hearing about your medical, your yeah, dental, your and, life, your and this, your that. we have to decide, actually, we have to turn in all of our paperwork um, this Monday. So, mm-hmm. And your you baby's know, not even here yet. No. And so <laughs> so we're deciding if we're doing the FSA or if we're, you know, I don't know, we, we did the life insurance already. So, you know, what, what else is there that we can do? Well, I would say definitely take a look at your short, short-term disability benefits. And if there aren't any ask your company to provide them because that's the one hidden thing that people think, oh, you know, I don't want to pay $20 a month. But you know, if that $20 a month is going to pay you a thousand dollars a month when you're out on disability and it does not coordinate with the state, wow, you can get close to 95% of your current pay that way. And many people don't understand that. Look, They're looking at today's money, not tomorrow's consequences of the choices they're making. And if you don't understand your benefits, go back and ask until you do. I know it's so overwhelming with your benefits, but there's so many hidden nuggets within those benefits that people don't partake in because by the time you just get done choosing your medical plan, you're kind of finished. Less known dental, right. less known long-term disability, short-term disability, and all the other things that are there. The, the child life insurance, that's usually pennies on the dollar versus the plans you can buy outside of your organization. You need to think about 
about those things. If you're planning to have a child, what about your life insurance? How how How's your children going to be taken care of if something unfortunately happens to you? It's really those disability benefits that are important because since California, I shouldn't say only, um, California is the highest paying um, disability benefits outside of Hawaii that pay 66% um, out there in the nation. And so but if you again, if you couldn't live on 100%, how do you get by on 55%? And if both of you are leaving the workplace, what it, exactly does that mean? Right. So what's the difference between like the short-term disability and just state disability? Okay, like- so state disability can last up to 12 months. After 12 months, you can apply for Social Security income if, if you can qualify. That's the hardest thing. But with state disability, you get 55%, and it's based on a prior period where they look back yeah. to see how much you earned, and they determine how much those payments are. And I think the maximum's like 900 and. $49, something of the sort. Right. So they determine that. And it basically comes out to 55% of your pay, your gross pay, not including bonuses and other things. Yeah. So, you know, it can kind of throw you off. But with the short-term disability, depending on who the carrier is, they may not coordinate with the state. And what that means is that they could pay you another short-term benefit amount that doesn't get reported to the state. And you get to keep that amount also, which increases your disability amount, which allows you to stay home on top of the state. And those are the questions that you would need to ask, because those are what are so important to families and employees, because it's a thing they don't understand. And you have to ask it during open enrollment because it's too late once you're in the situation. So you need to go back through your paperwork, look at the short term disability. Most short term disability policies last for about 12 months. And then there's long-term disability, which will last you until you retire if something were to disable you and you could no longer do your regular job, which, you know, you wouldn't think is such an important thing, but it really does make a difference. Um, there's so many people out there that may have, you know, some slight difficulties and things like that, and they might be out 18 months. That long-term disability is going to come in way handy because when you start dealing with Social Security, that 55% drops to a a very minimal amount depending on how long you've been working. Well, and um, I quickly want to add that sometimes you might be listening to this and think, oh, well, I just got my job, so I can't apply for this. Well, my husband got his job in, um, I think his first day was in June or I think it was July, and we had our baby in November, and he hadn't been there long enough to get these benefits. However, um, they kicked in in January. So he's still within the calendar year of our child's being mm-hmm. born. He still was able to apply for them and get them. So don't just rule it out just because you haven't been at the company for a short term. Talk to your HR and talk to those people. See if you can still get the FMLA and the PFL or any of the other alphabet soups <laughs> to um, to see if you can really benefit because it's it, you know it may just kick in later than right away. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, it's about getting out that employee handbook and yeah. dusting it off. <laughs> well, thanks so much to Trisha Zulik for helping us learn about work benefits. If you want more information, go to today's show on our episodes page on our website or visit myefficientedge.com. Our conversation will continue with Trisha after the show for our Parents Savers Club members. We'll be asking about utilizing our health insurance. See our website to sign up. 
We have a message from one of our listeners. This is from Jesse on our Facebook page. I love the recent podcast on swimming. I have been taking my two girls, five years and two years old, each weekend. My five-year-old is getting to where she's more comfortable trying to learn, and my two-year-old has no fear, so I'm going to continue to work with them. I want them to be comfortable in the water. Also, I'm glad to hear that you don't have to remind them to hold their breath. Thank you so much, Jesse. We love to hear from you guys. If you have a question, comment, or suggestion, send them our way. You can message us on Facebook or our website, parentsavers.com. Don't forget to tune in to Behind the Scenes Parent Savers Club to keep listening. Thanks for listening to Parent Savers, empowering new parents everywhere. This has been a new mommy media production. The information and material contained in this episode are presented for educational purposes only. Statements and opinions expressed in this episode are not necessarily those of new mommy media and should not be considered facts. While such information and materials are believed to be accurate, it is not intended to replace or substitute for professional medical advice or care, and should not be used for diagnosing or treating health care problem or disease or prescribing any medication. If you have questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your baby, please seek assistance from a qualified health care provider. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hey, mamas. Don't forget to check out Mighty Moms. It's our online community built for new moms just like you. Not only can you connect with other moms, but you can also join us backstage for special mom-only online events. And you'll also be notified when we're recording so you can join us as a special guest. Visit our website, newmommymedia.com, and click on the Mighty Moms banner. It's free. That's newmommymedia.com. See you there.